All right. Hi, Victor. So glad you could join us today. Uh, or should I say Deacon Victor? <laughs> Thanks yeah, for taking the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad you could be here on our members, one of another podcast uh, where, you know, we interview our different members to get, you know, a taste of how God is working in their lives, your life. Um, hopefully it'll be an encouraging, edifying time for the body to listen. Um, so uh, it seems like you recently had a very interesting event happen to you in the past hour or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one of our church members, I'm not going to name who, <laughs> accidentally <laughs> locked like uh, the printer room key inside the printer room. And so they needed like a bunch of printouts like right then and there because there's worship practice happening for retreat. So... I printed out like I think I must have printed out like a hundred sheets of worship music um, printouts, and then I went over there and I brought my tools with me. I don't know if you know this, Richard, but I I do I have like lock picking tools. I used to practice actually a lot, um, not as much now, so that's why it actually when I got there it took me a bit. But I got the lock open, and now we can use the printer there. Okay. Wow. Um, that sounds like a very exciting story, perhaps for a different time and different podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. But glad you were able to be there to help them. <laughs> uh, so speaking of being at church, uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you came to Vinewood? Um, you know, maybe you, you've been here for probably longer than any of us. Um, so just kind of you know how things started out and, and what that was like. Yeah, I think... Um... Wow, I have to actually think about how long it's been. Um, I've been at Vinewood now for about nine years, I think. Um, so I transferred to UC Berkeley as a junior, um, as an undergrad student, and that's how I kind of got connected with Crossroads and through that, Vinewood. Um, and ever since then, I've been here uh, as a member, um, really in a variety of different ministries. I, I've worked in our youth group. I've uh, helped start our Young Adults Fellowship. Um, I pretty much have had a hand in most things except for Crossroads. But, um, yeah. Wow. Nine years. I imagine a lot has changed over those years through your time here. Um, oh, yeah. I think a number of pastors have passed through. Um, yeah. Can, can you share a little bit of your experience and, and how those things have kind of maybe changed over time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just for some context, when I graduated from college, uh, the pastor at the time left, um, as well as most of the families and young adults that were here. Uh, so it was kind of like a big clearing out, um, of our church in a lot of ways. We only had basically our college fellowship and our youth group, left and uh, actually at that time I was also on my way out looking for another church um, but I remember that I really thought about what the long-term future for Vinewood would look like if there were no young adults or anybody older really than than college student and I think I realized that that just wasn't going to be a sustainable thing um, and so I decided to stick around and I got two other guys to join me in a Bible study that we would do every week. And then 
one thing led to another. I kept doing that for years and um, people started to stick around and people started to also want to take part in leading different ministries and taking charge. Um, God's been awfully just so, so gracious to bless us with so many people that have been willing to serve over the years that we're now at a point where, yeah, Vinewood looks completely different than it did just a few years ago. Um, we have young adults serving college students. We've got college students serving young kids at our church. We've got um, just all kinds of work being done that, um, yeah, it's a blessing to see. Yeah. Amen. You know, praise the Lord for his faithfulness and building up his church and putting on your heart to, to stick around. Uh, I'm sure many are, are grateful for that. Uh, maybe, maybe if we can roll back the time a little bit, um, speaking of God's faithfulness, how has he been faithful in your life, starting from maybe the very beginning? Like, how did he, you know, draw you to himself and how did he save you? Yeah, so... We're going to go all the way back to when I was in, let me think, like maybe middle school. So for some context, I I did not grow up in a Christian family. Um, my Christian still to this day is mostly not Christian, actually. Um, and I happened to start going to a church uh, in middle school because one of my uncles started going there. And I didn't actually stick around for too long. Um, fun fact, I was baptized there, <laughs> but I wouldn't say I actually understood like what I was actually getting myself into, right? Like I, I don't think I really understood salvation or sin really as, as an idea for, for myself um, until a few years later um, because I stopped going to this church and um, I stopped going mainly because it was it was like halfway across the city, and after my uncle stopped going, I also you know found it really difficult to go. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was a long commute. Um, but eventually, uh, when I went to high school, I uh, started volunteering during the summer for this youth program. Now, so this church I went to, Golden Gate Christian Ch- Church or the one I eventually ended up going to, um, ran this summer school for kindergartens through middle school, right? And it was like part academic, part VBS. I didn't really know it at the time, but they had this program really to evangelize to young children all across the city. And it was a very, very successful program because they had a lot of kids join every summer. What I also didn't know was that it was also a way to introduce the volunteers to the gospel, right? Um, and a lot of that actually happened because, um, number one, they would have people like me teach VBS to the kids. And so it was really funny because, like, you know, there, I, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like a sophomore or junior in high school, and I'm, like, reading out these Bible stories to these kids and it's like they're hearing it for the first time and I'm also hearing them for the first time right so it's like it's this two-way thing where I'm like oh wow these stories I'm are really interesting as I'm kind of teaching other kids them um and also at the same time there was a youth group that was kind of really well positioned to pick up a lot of us after our volunteering shifts ended and so we would hang out all the time we would read the bible together um we would have some really serious discussions about what the gospel was now i think that was really where i started to 
really think seriously about what Christianity was. Like, I think that um, I was really blessed to be taught and, and, and mentored by a lot of very mature and very strong Christians. Um, because for me, when I started to really think seriously about what it might be to be a Christian, um, I had tons of questions. It, it seemed like there was there were just so many different arguments and topics and and things for me to think about. Um, and, and for me, I'm I'm a very kind of logical. I value logic, right? I value reasoning a lot. Um, and so for a while, I, I found that. I just wasn't able to get answers to all of my questions, or at least I, I wasn't actually able to get questions the way I, or answers that I, uh, in the way that I wanted them. And I think a big part of me coming to the gospel was, I think around in my senior year, um, as I kept going to this church, I, I realized at some point that, you know, I, I was probably never going to get all the answers to, to all the questions I had about God. Um, and actually, I think, you know, that's part of having faith, right? That's part of being a faithful Christian is that you know that um, there, you know, for all, is something for all of us, kind of like a leap of faith that we all have to make. Um, and for me, I think that understanding not only kind of all, you know, some of the answers to my, my questions about who God is and who Jesus was, um, but also understanding um, the gospel's message when it came to sin, personally in my life, um, really me understanding, you know, towards the end of my high school career that um, I was somebody that was utterly undeserving um, of anything from God other than, you know, eternal punishment. Um, and from that kind of then understanding that I was in this really privileged place, you know, to be hearing the gospel message and, and being able to kind of <laughs> think about all the different implications of it. Um, and to be surrounded by so many peers that were like really, really on fire for God. And I think from there, I kind of began to take my faith a lot more seriously um, and eventually, yeah, I confess myself as a believer. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. It seems like, uh, you know, the Lord works in many wondrous, wonderful ways. It seems like for you is, you know, part logic, part mature believer, part, a lot of stuff, <laughs> uh, but gradually pulling you towards him through, through many means. And, um, it's wonderful to hear that. So I, I think, um, I think I'm, I'm just personally curious uh, you, you were going from middle school where you kind of went to this church and got baptized, but maybe didn't really understand. And then you ended up at, at Golden Gate Christian Church. Um, what made you want to do that, like evangelism program, VBS kind of thing in the first place? Like, it seems kind of like a far leap to be like, you know, kind of going to church and then trying to teach, you know, little children. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let me tell you, the summer program, very sneaky. They, <laughs> they didn't, they, they, it was not billed as kind of like a, you know, VBS or evangelism program per se. It was like, oh, come join us for eight weeks and we'll feed you breakfast and lunch and you'll get to, 
you know, hang out with your friends and, 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 and work with little kids at the same time. And, and actually it was, it was for me, like at the time I, I was a very, very shy person in, in high school. Like I did not have a lot of friends. I didn't really like know who to hang out with a lot in high, during high school. So I was like, oh, this might be a cool way to just like hang out with people and have fun during the summer. Um, little did I know that, <laughs> that that was actually like a pivotal point in my um, yeah in, in my relationship with God. Like I would say that that was probably one of the big starting points of my life as a Christian. Okay. Wow. So so I, the takeaway I hear is sneaky Christianity. Huh? <laughs> I mean, it was. I I came to church for totally the wrong reasons. Absolutely the wrong reasons. But. The gospel is good, man. Amen, amen. God can use, you know, <laughs> what we meant for something else. You know, God yeah, can use for absolutely. Um, cool. So you mentioned that was like a pivotal point. Um, and that was kind of, you know, the, the time that you took your faith seriously and started growing and maturing as a believer. Um, but it's been, you know, a decade or, or more since then. Uh, I'm sure you've had many kind of similar experiences. Do you? have any that you can share that have been like similar, you know, maybe watershed or like big moments or steps in your faith, uh, after getting saved? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I shortly after, um, I would say that I was saved. I actually went to a missions trip to India. Um, and this trip was basically focused on getting a bunch of us from Golden Gate to this Christian orphanage that was somewhere on the outskirts of New Delhi. Uh, this orphanage took in kids like from all over, uh, and most of the kids were somewhere between like the age of three to like 15, right? You had like the whole range. And it was a pretty large orphanage. Like there were like at least 100 kids. Um, yeah, and you just imagine, like, just imagine being the family that was in charge of this. Um, the, it, it was incredible to see them work. Uh, I can't even handle two. I can't even imagine. <laughs> right, right. I, it's, 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 it's boggling to me, um, that, that they would do this, but, um, no, the, God really called them to some really impressive work, uh, because they really have been really faithfully serving these kids, um, there was one thing that they did need main help with, which was uh, in India, it's really important to not only learn Hindi, but also to learn English. Um, and so our role there was basically, we were like English tutors. We were like teaching the kids English a lot. And um, I particularly worked a lot with some of the younger kids, especially uh, there was one kid, his name was Milan. Milan did not, um, Milan did not speak. Milan was like effectively mute, not because there was anything wrong with his throat or anything, but um, there was some kind of like psychological trauma at a young age, um, probably before when the orphanage before the orphanage found him. And ever since they found him, he had been very silent, very reserved, um, very non-social. Uh, didn't even play with most of the other kids, which is very difficult to do because you spend your entire day every day with these kids, right? But he's always in the corner. He's always like where people aren't. Um, and during the day when a lot of the kids would go to school, I would be left with the kids that were too young to go to school. 
Milan was old enough. He just wasn't going to school because he couldn't talk. Um, also, at the same time, this is like a, kind of like a parallel thing. Uh, I had been really praying to God about what he wanted me to do with my life. Like I was having a bit of a crisis because I knew this at this point, like I was done with my freshman year of college. I thought I wanted to do pre-med. I was pretty good at biology. I came naturally enough, but I didn't really know what God wanted me to do after college or, or with my career. Um, and so I was really hoping that sometime in the summer I would get some kind of sign. Like I had been praying like a lot during that summer for some kind of direct sign from God, all right? And as I'm working with Milan, I, I'm, I'm able to actually get this kid to like play with me and, and, and like we end up, we actually end up like talking, not like talking like verbally, but like I would say stuff to him and he would write stuff on this board, like this little chalkboard he had. And um, we actually got along like really well eventually like it took a few weeks but like i i i would see him so much that like i feel like he kind of warmed up to me and i felt really happy when i first got him to like play with the other kids and when i first saw him like laugh like that was really great to see um and the other i remember the orphanage owners were kind of surprised too because they had seen missionaries come through every year and they were like yeah like yeah it's great that you are able to talk with this kid sometimes missionaries don't even talk with Milan or some of the kids that are more antisocial. Um, unfortunately, my goal was still like in the back of my head the whole time I was like, I'm going to get this guy to talk. I'm going to get this guy. I know he can talk to like, I know he knows what I'm talking about. And I know he knows like his letters and his words because he's writing them on a board, right? I know he knows. It. And unfortunately, I, I was not able to get him to talk. But like, Everything other than that, you know, I got him to do. I got him to play with the kids. I got him to play with me. I got him to have a great time. And that summer was like, I think, really, um, I was really happy, like, le leaving. Um, and in our actually, our very last day, as we're kind of like saying our goodbyes, uh, I'm giving hugs to everybody. You know, all the kids are coming up and saying goodbye to. Um, they're, everybody's saying, like, goodbye, uncle, goodbye, auntie, because that's what they called us. And, um, I remember Milan comes up, actually, he's one of the last ones, and then he gives me a hug, and uh, I have to bend down because he's really short, and as I'm giving him a hug, I actually hear him say to me out loud, goodbye, uncle, and... Wait, <laughs> you got to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I ended up hearing him talk for the very first time, and um, I think that moment has always stuck with me, ever since, like, I... I think, especially given that at the time I had been so frustrated <laughs> with God about like my the direction of my life, like I really didn't know what I was supposed to do, um, and I took this as a really awfully clear sign that you know maybe there was something that I could do with kids, that something I could do you know in teaching and education. Um, that could be my life's calling because that moment, like I, I think um, has been one of those moments where one of those very rare moments when, you know, you ask for a sign from God and you get one <laughs> um, in, in the way you not, maybe not in the way you're expecting, but I definitely knew like that was a sign from God. And so 
sometime during, you know, the plane ride back, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go back. I'm going to change my major to English and I'm just going to, I'm just going to pursue teaching, um, which for my mom was a big surprise. Um, but I would say that I was definitely one of the best decisions I ever made. Like, I'm so thankful that I got such a clear sign um, because teaching is really Teaching is really my life's work, I think, um, and I will always probably be working in education in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, amen. Thank, thank you for sharing that. It's such a blessing to hear. I mean, the scripture says, right, pure and undefiled religion to serve the widows and the orphans, and I think it's just a wonderful testimony to hear how you were able to make a difference in someone's life in that way, um, and the Lord used that to kind of bring you to your calling, which and you've worked with a lot of, you know, youth since then. And um, to hear you say that's been the best decision of your life after many years. Um, yeah, it's just a wonderful testament to, I think, the Lord's grace in your life. And yeah, so thanks for sharing. Uh, that's awesome. Um, I think, uh, I guess, uh, one, one, maybe one of the last questions, um, maybe we can circle back if we have extra time, but uh, how can people get to know you? <laughs> so you, you've been around obviously for a while. Um, I'm sure many people who have been here for a while also know you. Uh, but but you know, praise be to God that our, our church is growing. There are a lot of newcomers. You know, maybe people you, you haven't had the time to to chat with or seen before. Uh, and you know, Lord willing, many more will come. And so, what what's an easy way to get to know you? Like, you know, what's a good medium? What's a good time? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you see me in person, which, you know, if you're at Vinewood on Sunday, um, or if you, I don't know, just happen to see me around, I definitely encourage you to just come up and introduce yourself, especially if we haven't met before. Um, I don't know if people know this, but I'm actually a big introvert. So... I sometimes, you know, on Sunday mornings, I'm like carefully plotting out like, okay, like I'm going to, I'm going to meet like that new person today. And then I'm going to talk to that person after, cause I don't usually talk to them. You know, I like to like game out a little bit in my head about <laughs> how my conversations are going to go. Cause it, for me, Sundays actually sometimes can be a little overwhelming when there's so many new people um, to meet and to greet. Thank God for that, actually. Thank, I mean, praise God that, you know, so many people come through Vinewood. But, um, I yeah, I might just be a little socially exhausted. But um, even if I am, I'm always glad to talk to people who um, just come up and say hi. Um, I think that takes a bit of a burden off my back, too, <laughs> from having to chase people down. Um, I also generally really enjoy getting meals with people. Um, I'm trying to, right now, kind of work through... Uh, our members list to kind of get food with as many people as I can and meet up for lunch or dinner. Um, just because I think that's, it's a great way to get to know people more one-on-one. -on -one. Um, but yeah, if you ever want to get some free dinner or lunch on me, please hit me up. Let me <laughs> wow, know. That is so, a generous offer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not too many times though. That's like, it's like a once a year thing. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, after this uh, podcast, I'm calling you up, Victor, and be like, hey. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, but that's great. Um, yeah, is, uh, is, there, is there anything you can say that might help people who are maybe are also introverts that might also have a hard time, you know, maybe approaching you uh, just to put them at ease or anything? Um, 
you know, obviously as a deacon of the church, you're, you're, you're rather busy and you have your job and other duties as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you will often see me hurrying about <laughs> um, <laughs> running from, you know, one thing to another meeting to meeting or sometimes it seems, but, um, I would say that, uh, no matter how busy I seem, um, actually, this is something I'm, I'm, I'm learning to, about myself right now and I'm really trying to grow in is I'm trying to slow down. <laughs> I'm trying to um, take some more time for things that matter a lot. And for me, like it is really important to understand and get to know uh, the church body at Vinewood. Um, so even if you see me going from place to place, a quick hi or how's your day, um, is something actually that I think makes me slow down for a little bit, even if I'm hurrying from something. Um, so it's good for me. And um, no matter how busy I am, like I'm always down to just stop and pause for a little bit. Um, if you're an introvert like me, by the way, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm also awkward when it comes to like, you know, like first, uh, <laughs> first meet and greets but yeah. hey it's okay you know we will be awkward together um nice, I'm, nice. i promise you i will not uh i will not sap too much of your social energy <laughs> but i'm also glad to get you connected with um like a lot of the other people that are good to know um at our church you know so as deacon as, as someone who's been here for a while i see myself as um, somebody who can get people connected with one another really easily. So, um, yeah, look, look to me as like the conduit to like the rest of our body and the rest of our church that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that open invitation. Um, and thanks again for your time. Uh, this has been Victor. Uh, really glad to have you and just, it was such a short time just to hear about your life and how God's been working, but um, it's been encouragement to me and I hope it w would be for the rest of our body as well. Um, do you mind if, I, mind if I just pray for us as we close um, our time here? Of course, man. All right. Uh, Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for my brother's faithfulness uh, in the local body in the church and just uh, serving with a heart that wants to love you, um, a heart that understands his own sin and yet sees your grace as so much greater. Um, I pray that his actions, his life would be an outpouring of that grace, that those who look on will be able to see that. Um, they will be able to see uh, what a transformed life um, on the path to maturity looks like. Uh, we thank you so much for his service to us as our deacon, um, his service to the body, and even just connecting people and having meals. Um, we thank you for his heart to get to know the body and pray that that would be our hearts as well. Um, so. Thank you for the example that we have in Victor. I pray that we may be able to follow it and we may be able to cherish uh, his time and his presence in our local body as well. Uh, we thank you for this time. We thank you for just the wondrous ways you work in each and every one of our lives in, in different ways, uh, personally and lovingly. Um, and we pray for many more blessings. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, Victor. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for organizing all of this. Of course.